everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. Welcome. I am so glad that you're here. As you know, on this podcast, I encourage you to say yes to a greater calling in your life, to live with passion and purpose and make a difference in the world. Many of you have your own business and you're looking for ideas for marketing. I've had many people ask me questions about Facebook ads and I've never run a Facebook ad and don't know much about it. So I brought in an expert for you today. I'm excited to share this conversation with you. Her name is Andrea Paulton, P-A-L-T-E-N, and she is a business coach and a marketing guide. And I asked her lots of questions about Facebook ads. So I hope today's episode will help you um, just find some clarity around this. According to her, everybody should be advertising on Facebook. And I had a feeling she was going to say that. So there's lots of tips and tricks in here. I really do hope that it helps you, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Thanks again for being here. Keep saying yes. Awesome. Okay, well, welcome, Andrea. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you for coming on and sharing your journey with us and your expertise. And um, I gave you a little heads up that most of our audience is women who are interested in kind of starting their own thing. Like they're going to say yes to their dream. And so I would love to hear your story. If you could just kind of explain to people what you do and kind of how it all began. Yes. And that's one of the things that I loved about your podcast too. I've been binge listening. Um, <laughs> the say yes is so important. I'm 45 and I started my business in my forties because I said yes. Yay! And um, that is something that I just really, um, I love working with women that are making big jumps or changes and they're not afraid anymore um, to say yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been coming up to me like friends, like, I want to do what you're doing um, because it's never too late to do something new, to learn something new. Amen. So let me tell you then real fast where this all started. I have been in marketing my entire life. <laughs> um, I started marketing way back in the day in my 20s. I worked as a marketing executive for 20 years. And yes, I was making the money. And yes, I was getting promoted and I was getting bonuses and all these extra stuff. I was never satisfied. I just never was satisfied. So I started job hopping, went from this company to that company to this company, and I still wasn't satisfied. So I was like, I don't understand what's wrong. I'm getting paid when I want to get paid. I have the, um, the title that I want, and I'm changing companies and industries and nothing. I don't like anything. I mean, I literally, after two months, I'm like, I'm out. I don't want to be here. And that's when I started realizing I needed something different and I needed something more. And so I started teaching marketing at a really cool school um, called General Assembly. And I was teaching marketers how to become managers and directors and that type of thing. And that's when I was like, whoa, I love giving back. I love to teach. And it turned out I was good at teaching. I didn't know. (laughs) And, um, And that's when I was like, okay, I need to do my own thing. And then my brain was like, I don't know. I don't know. What should I do? What should I do? And the entire time it was at the back of my mind, but I stopped because I didn't know how to start from zero. And then my father passed away and it was very sudden. He passed away in front of me. It was a very brutal death and it just rocked me to my core. And that was at 43 years old. And I had panic attacks and anxiety and all the stuff that I've never in my life had to deal with. I've been very lucky. I've never had um, things like that. 
and um, just everything shifted. And at that time, I also moved to um, a different city to um, help my mom because first time alone, she wasn't ready for this. Um, she'd never been alone before. So I moved to a new city. I quit my job. I, my, thankfully, my husband came with me and was, you know, um, helped me start this new life. And I was riddled with panic attacks and I just wasn't happy. Yeah. And so I quickly came back to what made me feel fulfilled and it was the teaching. And so that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to do that. I'm going to bring my, do my own business. I'm not going to go look for another job. I'm not going to be another marketing executive somewhere making big six figures. I'm going to start from scratch, make $0 at the beginning, like all of us do yeah. and become a marketing coach. And I purposely picked entrepreneurs that are service-based I love what you do. I love life coaches and health coaches. Anybody that gives back to other people, I, I tip my hat to those people. And I've always admired people that are like really giving. And so I said, you know what? A lot of those people, they're concentrating on giving and they're usually not good marketers because they don't have time or they're not interested in that. Yes. And so that's who I teach marketing to. It's the people that they really need it the most so they can, they can help more people. Um, but they might not really understand it and they need a patient teacher that can really get in there with, um, sometimes I'll actually do some work for my students and I do a lot of consulting where I look at their stuff and they really get like hand holding from me. And that's how I structured my business. Oh. Long story. <laughs> I love that story. I love that story. I'm curious because this is, um, you know, I used to be a trauma-informed yoga teacher. And so I've dealt with a lot of people that have anxiety and I also suffered from anxiety. Was there anything in, like specifically that you did to address the anxiety besides, I mean, you changed your whole lifestyle, right? You gave up the hustle of the nine to five and you created something you love. But was there anything else that you did? Like, did you end up do taking yoga or did you end up like, was there anything special that helped you in that? Yes. Um, there's a bunch of stuff I did. The thing that I really, that got me over the edge was a book called dare. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, um, tell us. I, I don't know who the author is and he like literally saved my life or changed my life. Um, the book is called dare and he teaches you how to deal with panic attacks. And instead of running away from them, you actually almost go into them and you ride the wave with the panic attack. And it, there's this whole theory, a framework that he put together that is amazing. And I started doing that and I started listening to it and it took me almost a whole year to, um, to work with us over and over and over again. And on top of that, I was also doing tons of meditation. I um, do a lot of hiking. I live in the mountains now, and this is where my mom lives, where I moved to, so that I'm outdoors a lot. We build a pond in our house, so we have that water, the relaxing stuff. We build a sunroom um, where I can sit outside basically all year long. So it's, I've very become in tune with nature, coming from Denver, big city, to in tune with nature. Um, and then that book, like coupled the meditation, the book, the baths, and the yeah. nature just got me over it. And it, it really took me, um, I would say, I think it was like a year and two months until I start, stopped having those um, crazy panic attacks. That always got them at night. It was yeah. very interesting. I didn't want to sleep. Well, I'm glad that you, that I asked that because I love a resource like that. I, I have not heard of that book. And so um, we'll, I'm sure we'll have lots of people Googling that, which is great. You know, I just feel like it's such a common thing that a lot of us experience. Um, and if I know when I first started having panic attacks, I actually had a, um, 
I had an incident. I was held up at gunpoint. And so I was so scared all the time, but no one in my family like kind of spoke that language. Like no one knew about wellness really or trauma or anything. And so I was starting from scratch and it's because of people that have recommended books and recommended things to me that, um, you know, lots of tools really helped. So anyway, thank you for that. Yeah. I know that's not what we meant I to talk about. For anybody listening, I went to a grief counselor, I went to a psychologist and nothing worked. The, the book is what worked. And, and I feel so bad. I don't know the author's name right now, but um, okay. if, you, if you Google dare and anxiety, you'll find it. He also has an app he has a drawing book, a coloring book. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's actually, he makes it fun almost. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, all right. So you and I are in um, tribe together. We're um, learning together and growing together. And one of the things that you're really good at is something that I know nothing about. And I'm excited to ask you about it. So we're going to talk about Facebook ads. Whoop, 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 whoop. And for you, it's probably like no big deal, but for a lot of people, it's kind of a mystery, right? So oh, let's yeah. start with who should use Facebook ads? Everybody that has a business <laughs> should use Facebook ads. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I know, I know. Um, Facebook ads are still super cheap. They're the cheapest advertising form out there. You're reaching, I mean, there's billions of people on Facebook everybody is on Facebook. Um, I would say the only people maybe that shouldn't use Facebook ads are people that are targeting teenagers because teenagers do not hang out on Facebook. They hang out on TikTok <laughs> um, and, and Snapchat and those types of places. But mm -hmm. for the vast majority of your listeners and you yourself, you should definitely be doing Facebook ads. Okay. So when you say they're so cheap. Yes. That's relative. <laughs> what does that mean? Yes, obviously organic marketing and showing up for free on Instagram and Facebook lives. Obviously that's, that's cheap. That's free. <laughs> um, so compared to other advertising like Google ads or, or serving up banner ads on other websites, TV ads, radio ads in that context, Facebook ads are cheap. Um, it's definitely, um, you have to spend money to make money, right? That's, um, that's the way advertising is. So Facebook ads is cheap compared to the other advertising forms. Um, so for example, a lot of people right now, um, because of COVID-19, we're seeing um, just really strange phenomenons on Facebook. And we're noticing that a lot of people that are running Facebook ads to a lead magnet. So let's say you have a checklist, the 10 things you need to do to get rid of anxiety, since that's what we talked about. Um, and you have a, a lead magnet ad going that you can get leads for like 50 cents. You can get a person on your email list for like 50 cents. Yeah. Um, there's, awesome. and that is super crazy cheap. Um, I want to run an ad. Like what do they need to have? Like if they said, okay, my, I, I have this budget of whatever, like what's sufficient to kind of start with? Yes. So there is a Facebook minimum and it's $5 per ad set. And an ad set is just your audience. So if you're running um, to a group of people, Facebook says you need to at least spend $5 a day. However, we've seen with $5, it's really difficult to make any kind of impact. So $5 is really almost like it's maybe might not even be worth it. Um, the minimum that I usually like to teach is $25 per ad set per day. 
um, you can go as low as 15, but I really don't want you to go under 15. So think $15 per day per ad set. So that's not that much money if you think about it. You're running the ad for five days. What's 15 times five? Um, that's $75 for a week. Um, yeah. that's, not, that's not that expensive when it comes to other types of advertising out there. And in five days, you can already get leads and you can get people in the door um, with not spending that much money. So when you say ad set, how many ad sets do you do? So you do your people as one ad set. So that's your already the audience that you have. But then yes. say you want to target like all women over 50 or something else. How, like, what are we doing? How many ad sets? Does that make sense? That's still one ad set. So if you're running ads to all the women in the world over 50 years old, maybe they're entrepreneurs or whatever else you put on there, that's one ad set. Okay. Then if you wanted to test the 50-year-old women against 40-year-old guys, then at that point you need two ad sets because you're very, those are very two different audiences. But, but is there's it the same a lot ad? of times, pardon me? Is it the same ad that you're putting? You could do the same ad if you wanted to, to the same, to two different groups of people. So a lot of times when I run ads, I only run them to one ad set because I know my target audience. I know who I go after. I already know what they look like. So a lot of times I'll run five ads to one ad set and I'm only paying by the ad set, by the audience. I could run 30 ads. I can run one ad. It'll cost me the same because I'm paying by the ad set, by the target audience. Okay. I love that. Now, if people are out there and they're thinking, okay, I want to do this, do they need someone to hire someone to help them or can they just do it through Facebook? So Facebook has free training. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to tell you that first. Cause you know, a lot of my entrepreneurs that I teach, a lot of them have really, really small budgets or no budgets. Yeah. So I always say, let's look at the free stuff first. Try to figure it out yourself. Yeah really savvy people that have a lot of time using the Facebook training and maybe Googling on YouTube or searching on YouTube a little bit, they will figure it out. But to be honest, Facebook ads is a hard thing to crack on your own. That's why I teach it. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult because there's tech involved. You have the Facebook business manager, you have this Facebook ads manager, and then you have to run the ads and there's budgeting. And then there's like, you have to figure out your target audience. And then there's all these buttons and things you can push and toggles you can put back and forth on, on Facebook. It gets really confusing really fast. Okay. Um, so that's the, that's the, one of the reasons I decided to teach it because it's really difficult um, to figure it out on your own. I learned it from somebody else. I took a course from somebody else many, many years ago. And then when I refreshed it and wanted to start teaching it myself, I did a refresher course with another person as well. Um, because it's, it changes so fast and so much changes all the time on Facebook anyways, that yeah. it's something that you want somebody that's experienced, that understands the Facebook algorithm, that understands Facebook news and changes that can, that can teach you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for that. Because I, I feel like there are some things that are worth kind of learning on your own. And then there are some things where you're like, you know, this may not I may not need to spend the time here if I could just go ahead and get somebody who's kind of cut through the clutter and figure it out. And, and you said that things have changed so much. And I can only imagine if you've been marketing for 20 years, 
I mean, holy cow, right? Like there was no Facebook. When no, you I, I ran Facebook ads. I was one of the first people to run Facebook ads. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, I want to get back to kind of what the ad looks like. But first, I want to ask a lot of people might be thinking, okay, I'm not really like, I, I don't, if I do Facebook, fine, but I kind of want to do Instagram too. Like do people, I, I feel like there's like some people who run the same ad on Facebook and Instagram. Is that a thing? totally a thing. Okay. So luckily for us, Facebook purchased Instagram. So now we only have one tool where we can run ads on Facebook and on Instagram. So that's called the Facebook ads manager. That's where you run your Instagram ads. And in there you get to choose, do you want the same ad you're putting together to go on Instagram? Or do you want a similar ad that you added a little bit to go on Instagram? Or you can only run Instagram ads. A lot of us, again, right, solopreneurs, small shops, don't have a lot of time, don't have a lot of budget. We run the same ads on Facebook and on Instagram. A lot of bigger people, even seven-figure business owners, they will run the same ad on on Facebook and Instagram. So that's what's nice about Facebook Ads Manager. You go in, you put in your creative, you put in your pictures and your text, and then you just say, yep, send this to Instagram as well. And it'll automatically, so you don't have to do anything, um, send it to Facebook and Instagram at the same time. That sounds awesome and easy. Like just, yes. And I've been seeing, I feel like on Instagram, I've been seeing a lot more ads. Um, lately, I don't know if that's a thing. Like, do you feel like the ad, everything's gone up because of COVID? Yeah. So what happened was, so this was really cool at the beginning is for marketers, when COVID first happened, all these businesses stopped doing ads because they were like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. So everybody pulled their ads. And so I was in the middle of a Facebook ads course. And so I told all my students, I'm like, do not stop. This is the time to double down. And sure enough, our ads that we usually would pay like $2 per lead. Now they were costing 50 cents per lead because things got so cheap for, for a while. Yeah. Then everybody picked up on it. People like me were teaching everybody like run ads, run ads, run ads. So all of a sudden everybody's running ads again. So now we've seen in the last week, especially our costs are starting to go up again. Most of our costs now are actually the same as they were before COVID. So we had this bubble of like three, four weeks where everything was super, super cheap, um, cheaper than usual. And so now it's kind of a lot of stuff has come come back up. Um, You're seeing a lot of ads because of that. And also we know that everybody is bored at home or not bored, but a lot of people are at home. They're not at an office situation where they they can spend more time on Facebook. They can spend more time on Instagram. And so we've seen that. And so we've been sending more ads because we can get more people. Mm. But on the other hand, right now it's getting very noisy. Like you said, seeing ads all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I even noticed that with Facebook lives. Every time I open up my Facebook um, app on my phone, I see all these people going live at the same time. And Instagram too, like 11 a.m. I pull it up and it's like, everyone's live. I'm like, very confused. yeah. Um, so I think it's harder for some of us who are online to get seen because there's so much noise. Um, but I think uh, ads are always going to be a good thing. I mean, just the fact that you can target who you want to see this and you can speak directly to your ideal customer. Um, so oh, and, yeah. and the targeting, I mean, Facebook knows you better than your mom knows you. <laughs> I know. Facebook's targeting is 
insanity. I used to work for, I used to do marketing for a real estate company and Facebook would know when they're, when people were about to move just because of their behavior. Mm. So we could send out real estate ads to them because wow. we knew when they were about to move. Um, did oh. you ever hear the story about um, Target and their advertising? No. So mom, dad, daughter, she's a teenager, um, two parents, and they're all of a sudden getting all these coupons for diapers, prenatal care, all the stuff. And it's so much baby stuff that they're getting and the mom's not pregnant and they're like, what is going on? So the dad's like, wife, are you pregnant? And she's like, no, I'm not pregnant. I don't know. They found out that their daughter was pregnant because Target noticed her behavior. Someone in that house oh my was gosh. looking at stuff that had to do with being pregnant and so they started sending them coupons. That's how they figured out their daughter was um, pregnant because of advertising. Oh my gosh. I know more about you than your family. That's all I have to say. It is big brother out there. One time we were talking about getting a new mattress and the whole family was like sitting around. We were talking about like, who hasn't had a new, my kids were complaining. I, they're older, but I was saying they're like, they were teenagers at the time. And I said, um, Oh, we're probably going to get, anyway, we're talking about this. And sure enough on our phones that day, every single one of us got an ad for mattresses. And we were like, this is so creepy. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. A friend of mine sent me a Facebook messenger saying, I think I'm going to go to Bali next year. Sure enough, five seconds later, I was getting Bali ads. And Facebook says they do not listen to your messengers and and messages, which is not true because I had not talked about Bali. I had not typed that word. A friend typed it to me and I got an ad. So I'm pretty sure Facebook was listening to our messenger. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's creepy. However, if you're marketing, it's good. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's creepy for the consumer and it's amazing for us marketers. And sometimes it's good for the consumer because if I am really and truly in need of something or I'm looking for something and I get an ad that really speaks to what I'm looking for, awesome for me. I didn't have to go look for it. It popped up in my feed. Yeah. So it is also sometimes, a lot of times, good for the consumer too. Right. Okay. I love that. So then what do you recommend on the Facebook ad? Like, is it a static photo? Is it a video? Um, what do you recommend people do actually on the ad? Yes. So we've seen that videos, they do short, 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 How short, <laughs> short videos. I mean, like even 20 second long videos, 30 second long, maybe yeah. a minute, really short videos. They do better than long videos and they do better than, um, than pictures. However, you need to test this. Facebook is all a testing ground because Sue, you could do a video and people will love it. And I could do the same exact video, but they don't seem to connect with me and my video will bomb. Okay. So I've actually tested this quite a bit and I do not do well on video. Don't know why. <laughs> I just yeah. don't. I do really, really well on images. Okay. So for me, I'm going to do more images. Mm-hmm. Sue, you might um, do better on video. So you have to test it. And again, remember earlier I said when you do an ad, you can send it to one ad set, your target audience, and then you can do multiple ads. So you can send the same text, but two different pictures. One is an image and one is a video. And then you can test and see how, what, how you do better and what works better for your brand. Oh, I like that idea. Yes. I make everybody test. Yeah, <laughs> if you're ever going to work with me, I'm going to make you test because that's the best way to learn quickly. Like right now I just had an ad. I just turned it off yesterday. Um, and I had an ad running with a picture of me, 
a picture of a, a girl um, and she is, um, it's, it's just a funny picture, it's a stock photo. And then I had some text and I was testing the difference between those. Mm -hmm. Spent the same amount of money because I had the same target audience, the same ad set, but I was testing three very different images to see what worked best. And the one with a um, picture of me worked best, but that's just in my case for this particular ad run. Right. You know, for so you, it might be different. People run these ads for a variety of reasons. So like some people might have the ad point people back to getting on an email list or like visiting a website, right? Some people might get it to like do an online course or join a membership. Like, so there's different things you can be leading people to with the ad, right? Can we talk about yes. that? Yes. And the most important thing is I'm going to keep bringing us back to your target audience, because if you're going to be targeting people that are cold, meaning that they've never seen you, they've never heard of you. They have no clue you even exist. That's called cold ads you're running to cold people versus warm people or hot people, people that have already liked your Facebook page, or they've already engaged with you on your website, or they have followed you on Instagram. People that are cold, it's really hard to sell them stuff, to send them an ad and be like, hey, buy my $500 course. It's probably never going to happen for you. Right. The cold people will need more lead generation ads. So those are the kinds of ads where you're like, hey, I got this free video, check it out. Hey, I got this, this checklist or this guide or this ebook, check it out. Mm -hmm. And all you're trying to do is collect leads, email addresses from these people. And then it's your job as the business owner to nurture them via emails and sell, sell to them via email. Right. And that's your lead generation ads to the cold people. Okay. Then the warm people, the people that have already interacted with you, you can do totally sales ads to them. You could have them, maybe if somebody went onto your website and let's say you're selling a course for $500, they go to your website on the course page and they didn't buy. You can actually tell Facebook and say, everybody that went to that particular Facebook um, website page in the last 10 days and didn't buy, I want you to send them an ad. So the ad can say, hey, Sue, thanks so much for ch stopping by my $500 course. I'd see you didn't buy. Can I help you out and answer some questions? You just email me or whatever kind of messaging you want in there. Or you could just be like, hey, I saw that you, know, you um, put these shoes in your shopping cart. They're waiting for you. So these are all- I get those all the time. <laughs> yeah, so they're retargeting ads and they work brilliantly. Because some, if someone's on your sales page, something made them not buy. Either their kid came in screaming, they got a phone call, they couldn't find their credit card. There could be so many reasons that have nothing to do with them not wanting your stuff. Right. And they're going to need reminders. And the reminders should happen with Facebook ads. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So... Um, Let's see what else I wanted. I already asked you about the pricing. So if you are like, you're, you're at home right now, you're listening, you're on your walk, you're thinking, I want to run a Facebook ad. And you're like, okay, I have, um, I have a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> what is, what should I do? Like, do I say, okay, I'm going to like, cause you said you could run it for a week, possibly for a hundred dollars. Um, so you just kind of go home, you record a video really quick, or does it need to be like this professional video? Like, that's where I think people get stuck. They're like, okay, I want to do this. I have the money. What do I put there? Like, how do I do this? 
Yes. So we've seen a lot more people, they respond to casual videos. So like the overproduced where you're like, you know, looking awesome, makeup's done, hair's done, background's perfect, lighting is perfect. A lot of people don't trust those anymore. So they actually trust people more with even handheld selfie videos, even, you know, like if you are casual wearing a hat or anything like that, that people are like, oh, that's the real person. Mm. And those actually are doing really well. So you do not need to spend money on people taking videos of you or crazy lighting or crazy equipment. You can literally do all this stuff on your phone. You do not need any of this expensive stuff. And a lot of times these real videos, they do so much better. They perform so much better than those really like like too curated, too pretty videos that you see. Well, that's good news. Cause I think a lot of people get stuck in that phase where they're like, I don't have the money to hire a photographer. I don't have the right lighting. I don't have a makeup person and all of that. So I love that it, and I've even heard that with Instagram. I don't know if you found this, but I've even heard that it used to be like, have those curated highlights with all the right covers and everything looks perfect. And now it's like a little bit more like people want it more authentic. Yes, totally. Um, Jasmine Starr, she's an Instagram coach. Um, she did a test on this and she did a test of like, you know, her, her all dolled up and really perfect, perfect lighting and everything. And she did an ad, same exact um, script that she was reading. And then she did one with a selfie video where the camera was kind of moving. And I even think she had one of those crazy filters that makes your mouth look bigger. <laughs> and she got, she got more people clicking on that video because honestly yeah. it was kind of interesting and she got more people to buy. So her cool. silly real video worked so much better than her really buttoned up professional video. That's so cool. And then we, you said something when we were starting to talk before I turned on the recording about, we were talking about kind of voice and personality. And you were saying that sometimes if your personality is like really, um, like you're waving your arms and you're really loud and you're really excited, people will listen to you, but they may not always buy from you. Can yes. you talk about that? I think that's really interesting. Yes. I actually learned this um, recently. I'm trying to do more speaking events, like bigger stages and that type of thing. And we all had to do fake um, presentations. And I came on on stage and I was talking very happily and my voice was really a lot higher than it is right now and big arms and all the eyeballs were on me. And then the coach at the end said, Andrea, this is awesome. You're the kind of person that people are going to listen to, but I have bad news for you. <laughs> You're the kind of person that they're going to listen to and they're going to find entertaining, but they're not going to buy because your voice was too high pitched. As you can see, my voice is very low right now. Right. <laughs> your voice was too high pitched. You're too excitable. And subconsciously, truth or not truth, it doesn't matter. Subconsciously, a lot of us humans, when we see somebody too excited, we think, oh my God, they're so cute, or they're so funny, or something, but they're not trustworthy. Mm, they're not that. somebody I'm going to buy from. They're not somebody in authority. Mm -hmm. um, and no, so the people that are really, really boring and don't use their hands and are very, very quiet, they will have a really hard time for people to listen to them. But the ones that do listen, they're more likely to buy from them, mm. but they're not going to get a lot of listeners. So yeah. you have to come in this middle, in this yeah. middle ground where you still have that authoritative voice. You, um, you can still move a lot of hands. You can still make tons of jokes. Um, and you can go ahead and just have that personality shine through, but don't get this really high pitched, excited. Because yeah. then you just look silly. 
two right. people and then they won't buy. Like um, frivolous almost. Like you're not, well, I listened to yeah. a, a sales thing today. I clicked on it. It was about Pinterest, using Pinterest for marketing. So I was like, oh, I'll click on this. And um, she was trying to sell a course and she was talking so excitedly like it felt for five it was just probably a five minute video but the whole thing felt like a sales thing to the point like she never really took that time to like connect and talk to me like it, it just it felt not real it felt fake to me and i was like nope you know I that's didn't exactly that's that's exactly the example mm -hmm. um a lot of times when people talk very high pitched and excited and fast they're also nervous yeah. They're trying to get through nervous, it really quick or something. They're not. Yeah, and that nervousness, again, subconsciously, if the other person's listening to you, they're going to get nervous. And if you're uh -huh. nervous and you're not going to buy from somebody. No, no. Yeah. Oh, I love that. The, the trustworthiness is huge. Um, I'm, my, my brand is really transparent. Um, my students super, super trust me. I, I always go the extra mile for everybody. Um, so that was something that I had to learn early on in my um, business building is how to get that across like once people buy from me they know this and they stay with me and they, they you know get a lot of referrals but people that don't know me at all um because of that old high-pitched voice that i used to use and and that really excited stuff that i used to um do it just i had a hard time getting cold people in mm -hmm. the warm people they all convert but the colder people didn't yeah. and so i had to change that and i had to learn that about myself too and and really figure out like why when when am i doing that and it usually was because it was the first time doing it i was nervous or something like that where i just got too excited yeah and i felt it in myself before like if i've been doing an interview or something and i come out of it like okay i was like a spaz like that energy <laughs> was all over the place right <laughs> And it's so different when you feel super comfortable with what you're talking about and with yourself and you can just be yourself and it will go up and down, but it's not so in your face. Yeah. It's almost like the car salesman in the old days. Like, I don't know if they still do this on the commercials where they're like yelling at you, right? Like get in here. And you're like, yeah. Oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and, and I'm not saying you should change your personality or anything like no. that because I'm still very excitable and I still make tons and tons of joke, um, jokes. I'm a very sarcastic person. My, my hands are all over the place when I talk. Um, but I just, there's a couple of things where I'm cognizant of it. Also, if I am in the middle of a sales pitch, I'm really cognizant of it and I do get quieter and I get closer to the camera and my, I shift a little bit. But mm -hmm. if I'm just a normal conversation or I'm doing Facebook lives or I'm hanging out with my students, I'm me. I don't think about any of that stuff. Right. But it's really when you're getting into that sales pitch or if you're one of those people that likes to do webinars for mm -hmm. selling, mm -hmm. that's where you have to be really cognizant of how you present yourself or if you're on a stage somewhere, that type of thing. Well, that's another thing you mentioned, webinars. That's another thing that a Facebook ad could lead to. Um, like if you're going to do a webinar to tell people about your course or to tell people about your business even, um, or a membership or whatever you're doing, you could have the ad lead to the webinar, right? And they could sign up for the webinar through that. Yes. And usually what we do, and a lot of us Facebook ads teachers, what we teach is you start running your, um, your webinar ad a week, maybe two weeks before that's it. So you can run it for five days. You can run it I mean, maximum 14 days where you just drive people to that webinar registration page. And that is actually a really good way to get cold 
new people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your webinar is like, hey, I'm going to sell you this, obviously no one's going to come. Your webinar is going to have to be some kind of training, some kind of masterclass, some, something that you're giving away where yeah. people are going to be getting good nuggets from you. And then at the end, you can start pitching whatever you're trying to pitch. Um, yeah. I don't like are- it when I go to a webinar and it's all sales and you're just like, Ugh. oh yeah. Oh, it's annoying. And, and, and the thing is that it's happening more and more. There's so many people that are doing webinars that are really not serving and not giving back. So people are getting scared of going to webinars and just get sold to. So they're, they're really making it harder for us mm-hmm. because um, the people that do give away real value, um, people are now mistrusting of webinars a little bit. We've seen the rate of webinar registrants, people clicking on webinar ads, people showing up at webinars. We've seen that decrease over the last year because of that. Yeah. I mean, I would like to, I would, I don't know if I want to call it a webinar, but I would like to invite people in to get to know me before I ask them to sign up for my membership when they're like, who are you? So like, I like the idea of inviting them to something. I I think it's almost like the word webinar and like kind of the way we've been like hustled through those is, uh, is off putting. So I'm, I'm sitting here in my mind thinking, how could I present that in a way where I, I could give them something really valuable? I could teach them. I could do a teaching, but they would get to know my personality and they would get to you know, trust me before they say, yeah, I want to be in your membership. Yes, exactly. And so that's what you do. You pick if you're selling courses or if you're, sell, if you're selling coaching or a, a membership, you pick something from that and that's what you teach in maybe 40 minutes, 45 minutes. And at the end, 15 minutes, you take that time to sell. So mm-hmm. for example, I have been running a webinar all week. Um, and tomorrow I have, um, I have a webinar. And I'm not calling it webinar. I'm calling it a master training. And I'm just training people on um, email marketing and a a sales funnel. And I'm really going to give back and I'm going to give a bunch of free stuff and a bunch of free nuggets that they're going to, that they can use. But then at the end, I am going to invite them into a course that I have on sales funnels. Sure. Um, and that is something that it happens all the time. And so I even tell a lot of times people at the front, I'll tell them like, Hey guys, before I get started, I'm going to give you 45 minutes of really awesome stuff you can use. And, um, I'm going to ask you to bear with me at the end. Cause I am going to tell you about a new program of mine. So I tell them, and you know what, if people want to drop off, that's totally fine. Yeah. At least I gave them something and they left on a good note as opposed to me doing some kind of bait and switch or something. Yeah. So that's what's very important with webinars is being very honest, being very transparent and, and still serving, still giving. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So, um, I want to make sure that I ask you the four questions that I ask people that come on the podcast. So are you ready? I gave you yes, a little. I'm ready. Okay. And these don't have to be like, it's so funny. People are like, oh, I can't pick one. It's not your favorite. It's just what something you love. So a book that you love. Love this book. You need to buy it if you haven't bought it. Building a Story Brand by oh, Donald Miller. So good. He's so good. Like, I just love that man. So good. <laughs> I actually, um, I look up to him quite a bit. Um, I love that book. The book tells you what you put on your website, your elevator pitch. It's just a must have for every a new small business owner. And everything he has taught, like when I read that and I listened to it on audio because I I love like learning through listening. Um, This is probably why I love podcasts so much. It just sticks with me when I, but he is, um, you confuse, you lose. That's something he says all the time. And I'm like, that's so good. Cause I was like, before I really knew what I was doing, which, you know, we're all kind of works in progress, but 
I was very much like, I just want to coach everybody. I want to serve everybody. I love everybody. Like all women everywhere come to me, you know? And it was like, he's like, that's, you know, when you would listen to him, I'd be like, okay, I'm confusing people. Like that is, <laughs> so I loved how he, and then I love like the hero of, of the story and how, just the way he explains it. Anyway, yes, it's so powerful. good. It's so good. So powerful. Okay. Um, what's a movie you love? Fifty First Dates. Have you seen it? Oh, yes. Is it Adam? No, who's in it? Adam Sandler, yes, Drew Adam Barrymore. Sandler. Yeah. So we, um, we have a um, we have a timeshare in Hawaii, and um, so I'm very addicted to Hawaii, and um, it's based in Hawaii, right? So there's a lot of like beautiful scenery and stuff. I've literally watched that movie. 40, 50 times. Oh, <laughs> and I watch it on planes. I don't like to fly. So, and I fly a lot. Um, so I actually will always have it on my phone and then I'm able to watch it. If like there's any turbulence, I'm putting on 50 first dates because so it good. always makes me happy. <laughs> oh, I love that. Awesome. All right. And what is a good piece of advice you've received? You know, I, I give this advice and I have no clue who I heard it from, but I'm sure I heard it from somebody. And I don't know. So I can't attribute this to anybody besides myself, but I say this all the time and I really live by it and it works. It's done is better than perfect. I've heard that too. Do you think it, it was is, Jasmine Starr? <laughs> Before I, I that. No, I, I mean, I'm sure, sure everybody says it now, but yeah. it's so important, especially with online marketing, because the very first time you do a Facebook live, the very first time you do a Facebook ad, the very first time you do anything, it's probably going to suck. And that yes. is okay. And that's how you learn. Yes. Yeah. That's the only way you get better. So done is better than perfect. Perfection online with especially online marketing will slow you way down. And it's, it's, I've seen it over and over again. My students that before they came to me were perfectionists, they just didn't scale that fast. Mm -hmm. And the students that were like, I'll just figure it out. Done's better than perfect. They scaled really fast and grew their businesses. Yeah. Agree. I've learned that myself. Like whenever I'm hesitating to try to make, and that's why I asked about the video. Does it have to be this perfect thing? No, it doesn't. You're saying be authentic, be yourself, just do it. <laughs> mm. And I think action brings clarity. And, I, and that's what I say a lot to people is they're afraid to take that first step sometimes. And so we kind of got to get over that mindset thing, but they're waiting for clarity to take a step. But I think the step is what's going to bring the clarity and so there's this balance of knowing, yeah, you know, you have to prepare a little bit, but you don't have to be perfect. There's no such thing. Yes. Um, okay. And who is a person that you admire? Polarizing figure a little bit. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I love him. Gary Vaynerchuk's a very, very outspoken. A lot, a lot of people know him as Gary V. Gary V. Um, he's a marketing consultant. He has his own firm and he teaches entrepreneurs, especially young ones like teenagers and college kids on how to just go out there and not listen to your parents and be an <laughs> entrepreneur and just yeah. skip school and just go ahead. But what I like about him, and this is something that was also something I had to learn, um, was he's, he's unapologetically him. Yes. Um, I came from corporate America, very, very buttoned up. We used to have to wear pantyhose if we wore skirts. I know I was there. We had to wear skirts. My first job, we had yeah. to wear skirts. Isn't that crazy? crazy? I cannot believe that. I didn't, they didn't tell us where to wear skirts, but they told us like pantsuit or skirts and then with pantyhose. Um, but so I came very buttoned up into this world and I'm not a buttoned up person at all. I mean, I'm, I'm really casual actually, but because of 20 years of being trained to be a robot <laughs> i had a really hard time my first two years in business to really let the me shine through 
Um, and, and, and it's something I'm still working on. I go back and forth between my buttoned up self and my hat wearing, skater pant wearing uh, personality. Yeah. And um, I just love that he's unapologetically him and it works yeah. really well for him. And you know, you said when you first started talking about him that he's a polarizing figure. Um, I love Gary Vee, so I, I don't find him polarizing, but I understand what you mean. But I remember even Jasmine said this, um, she said that uh, I was on one of her podcasts, I got interviewed for part of it, and it was so fun. And one of the other women that was on it um, said to her, it's kind of this conversation. She was like, you know, I kind of have a hard time like being myself. And she's like, lukewarm is forgettable. Ooh. <laughs> And I just, I wrote it down. I haven't been able to forget that she said that because, you know, I think as women, I think that we're um, socialized to make everyone happy, make everyone comfortable and not say anything or do anything that would be considered controversial in any way. <laughs> and so I don't know if you've read Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. Have you read that yet? I haven't read it. I know, I know the book and the premise of it. So it's interesting because it talks just about like the memos we were, we've received in our lives. And, um, that's, that's just one of the things that stuck out to me that Jasmine said is lukewarm is forgettable. And yes. ooh, he said, ooh. you know, she was like saying, you know, I could get more people in my group if I, um, told everyone, oh, you're doing great, whatever, just take your time, don't worry about it, don't do anything, you're good. She's like, I could probably get more people, but she's like, that's not who I am. Yeah. And, like, and the people that join are the people who wanna take action and get things done. So decide who your people are and like, just be that. Like, you don't have to pretend to like, please everybody. So that really yes. stuck with me. So, and it was interesting, one of, the, one of the things that happened to me in my very, very first course, I, um, we were talking about something really passionate and it had to do with marketing. And I wanted to say the S word, like, right. Like S H <laughs> and, um, and I kept stopping myself from saying it. And finally, one of the students was like, Andrea, just say it. <laughs> and, yeah. and I remember that and I, and I did, I said it and I was like, this feels good. <laughs> and I'm not going to become a Gary V cause I don't need to do um, cuss that much. But every now and then, if something, I want to make a point, I, I do that now. Yeah. Um, COVID-19 even, I've gotten more casual. I haven't dyed my hair. I have some gray roots coming out yeah. and I've been wearing a lot of baseball caps and I've had people actually, a guy hired me because of it. He said, you seem like you're relaxed and fun and I've been calling you the hat girl to all my other entrepreneur friends. And oh, he hired nice. me for a, for a half day session to help him with his marketing. Um, so sometimes when you're really you that you're trying to hide comes up, it actually helps you. And 100 helps your brand. It, it really does. It, it, if they don't know who you are, like you can't attract the people that you want to attract. You can't find your people. Right. Exactly. So, anyway, I think that's so good. That's so powerful. Okay. So how can people find you? Yes. So, um, it's my first and last name is my website, andreapalton.com. And then on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at Andrea Paulton coach. Awesome. And I will put that in the show notes. Um, yes. And if you connect yes. with me, make sure you send me a DM. Let me know that you came from Sue so I can say hi to you and follow you back. Yes. Yay. Do it. Okay. So, um, Thank you. This is so good. I feel inspired to put some Facebook ads out. <laughs> yes, you should. You should. I might, I might start nagging every week. Have you done it? Have you done it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, good luck to you and your business. I'm so glad that we're in tribe together. I know we get to 
stay connected and kind of watch each other soar and celebrate each other. So I appreciate you coming on and spending time with us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here, Sue.